Okay. Hey, loud, loud and loud and <laughs> yes, look at that. Loud Hot and nerdy dogs. on a on a on a Tuesday night. Uh, so a couple of things. First off, welcome to Professor Fry, Tim Fry, joining us from the Clicking and Screaming podcast, famous famous podcaster, <laughs> uh, joining while. us. Yeah, um, Paul is sick tonight. Paul actually has laryngitis, and if you're a comic, having laryngitis is a bad thing. So mm. we're gonna we're gonna do the show tonight with Tim. We hope everybody enjoys it. Tim, uh, Tim has lots lots of experience. He's he's you know when he comes from clicking and screaming, he is the ringleader. He is the the person that hold the gel that holded that. that, <laughs> held, that held. I like to say that stuff now that no one. The other two aren't here to, to confront me about it. I was indeed the gel that held it together. You know, Thank you for that saying that. No, no, no. I, I mean that in the best possible way. Um, but we we are here on a Tuesday night. My name is J.W. Caldwell. Please introduce yourself, Master Podcaster. My name is Mr. Timothy Fry, and uh, me and John, whenever whenever there's a space, whenever Paul's out or something, we we both have such similar movie interests and unnecessarily unnecessary depths of knowledge for movies and actors <laughs> for silly, and just for shit. Silly stuff. yeah just uh, just that that garbage that that's in it, our so. head yeah the garbage that's in our head that just you go really okay yeah and, and just why do you know that you know what I mean where I right. was I was talking to somebody today where they were talking that we were talking about the thing the thing for whatever reason the thing came up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, what about other John Carpenter stuff? And the guy's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, have you seen Prince of Darkness? Have you seen Ghosts of Mars? Like, have you, like, I, right. I sort of, I'm like, these are not good movies. Didn't John they're... Carpenter do, um, yeah, it's John Carpenter did Big Trouble in Little China, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's like, um, yeah, one so of the main yeah, ones. He's, right. And he did They Live and, you know, Halloween. And he's done so much good stuff. Uh, one of his underrated movies, actually, uh, one of the stories of the week that just dropped this week, uh, this last couple of days. Um, so Brian Fuller, who is very famous um, right now, he's a very hot writer director. He uh, he was done American Gods. He did Star Trek uh, Star Trek Discovery. He did the American reboot of Gods Hannibal. is crazy, crazy, yes. crazy, crazy. He did the reboot of Hannibal, which is also fantastic. If you haven't seen it on Netflix. I highly recommend it, um, which is a totally different look at, at Hannibal from a different perspective. Mads Mikkelsen. It is a batshit crazy show. Um, and basically, Fuller is actually going to be doing the remake of Christine. So they're going to they're going to go back to the Stephen King. Well, about the 19, you know, the 1957 Plymouth Fury. How do you feel about remakes? What are your what are your thoughts on remakes? Joining us, we. Yes. We're pro re- we're a pro reboot and remake show as long as it as long as it's for me as long as it's honoring the original. So what do you think? It's it's just so it's so tough. Hold on, let me, let me kiss my daughter good night. She's uh, I see her, she's coming <laughs> oh in. My that's, that's okay. Hi baby. Oh. Is it time oh for my bed? <laughs> that's the, yeah, it's you. It's the baby. This yes. is John. Hi. Oh my god. Yeah, that's great. She's I don't know if you remember we used to have her on um, a long time ago. Yeah, and she was yeah, but much look at smaller. How big she is. I know. Are you look a big at how girl? Big she is. Can you hear him? Hi. Can you hear him in the headphones? Hi. How are you? Hi. This Hi. little one. This little one um, watches. I think I told you this in the chat. She watches <laughs> Thor Ragnarok twice a day, which is insane <laughs> because she's two and a half years old. 
And uh, it's, one of, the, it's one of the only horror movies that isn't like it's it's not scary or violent in a way that I wouldn't let a tiny kid like. There's no blood really at all. Yeah, you got to get them. Got to get them early on the. Uh, got to get them early on the uh, the Marvel universe. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, honey. Oh, no. I love you. We love you. Bye. Oh my God, that was terrible. That was the worst thing we. Daddy. Oh my God, that. I'm sorry, the... honey. I love you. That may be the worst. That may be the worst thing we've done on the show. Well, she, we've done a lot of horrible things, but that's her bedtime. Wait. It's her bedtime five minutes ago, and uh, you ran in. Good. You're here. Yeah, I I am. Hold on a second. Let me just, John. There's a problem here, and the problem is I'm trying. Let me just click something. I'm I'm noticing in the icons in the corner of the screen. First of all, we have zero viewers currently, so no one's. But it's because it's not streamed to Facebook. Something something went wrong. What what went wrong? It's oh only God. streaming to Twitch and YouTube, which neither oh, no. of those. So I'm just going to get rid of this one, and I'm going to click this, and I'm going to click. Um, oh no! This. We have no viewers because well, because I screwed up. No, no, no. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Paul, 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 Paul. Okay, uh, here we go. Interesting. Fun stuff. Okay. So I believe. First minus strip of, right now. First minus strip of the night. It's <laughs> okay. Not here. The world falls apart. It's okay. I'm, I'm terrible I, I, uh, at this. Yes. Okay. Here we are live. We're on Facebook. Okay. Okay. So I, just, I noticed I noticed the viewer count was pretty bad. And I was like, <laughs> something's fucked. And it was uh it was only going to YouTube and Twitch. So all right, it's fixed. It's good now. Oh good. Okay, um, so we're fixed. Well, thank God That's nobody good. saw my kid flip out because I felt so bad. Oh, that was awful. And she that screamed was, daddy. Yeah, that was that was that was interestingly funnily <laughs> amazingly bad. Like but just the for us. Is, for if me she and you. stays up till like you know, you have kids. If she stays up till nine, it's a much bigger problem because she's gonna get <laughs> overtired and go lose her shit. But she loves Thor Ragnarok and she loves uh the Hulk. She gets a good daddy Hulk, daddy Hulk. And uh and I know exactly what she means. So I put on Thor Ragnarok and uh, she loves it. But to your original question about the reboots, yes, I, I'm pro reboot, but I'm also very pro criticizing relentlessly criticizing reboots when they don't work because I feel like if you if you have all this money and this backing and you didn't take the time to make your own story, someone else did okay. it for you. <laughs> You've already done you it. You could yeah. at least not fuck it up. Like that's the minimum well, you could do is this, not fuck it up. Okay. So this, this is an interesting reboot, right? The 1983 original directed by John Carpenter, really kind of an underrated movie. It's an, you know, it's got a really good cast. It's actually one of the more, underrated 80s horror films because again yeah, in the it's, 80s, scary. it's scary as hell there's there are moments in that movie that movie where you know the car gets set on fire and it starts chasing the kids around like yeah holy shit it like you know so you know scary. it's really scary and you know right now stephen king is so hot and this guy that they're getting again brian fuller has a lot of uh a lot of built up Goodwill. It's also being produced by Blumhouse. Jason Blum, who's a he's like prolific right now. He is the horror producer going. Um, I just don't know though, like because I part of me is that I really love the 80s movie. Hmm. And he's basically, you know, what he has said, he he's basically said, I'm gonna keep it set in the 80s and I'm gonna keep it in the book 
So it's going to be, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's me, he's saying all the right things mm-hmm. and that, that to me sounds great. And also like, I think some of the Stephen King adaptations that occurred in the, in the eighties and nineties weren't necessarily the best adaptations of the material, right? The old like, one is really bad. Well, actually, I won't even say it. Let's see if you can guess. Which is the worst Stephen King movie that you just look at and you think, how the fuck could you have made such a bad movie? Graveyard Shift or Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive is what I was thinking. Yeah, I've never seen. Are, I've never seen Graveyard Shift, but Graveyard Shift is Graveyard Shift is abysmal. Graveyard okay. Shift is terrible. Like Graveyard Shift, basically, it's about a mill. And they hire a guy to work the mill in the middle of the night, right? Okay. And there's giant bats in the mill. Okay. So it's like it's just it's it had Stephen King's name slapped on it, so people went to see it. But it was the most depressing thing going, and it was just bleh, it was putrid. But Maximum Overdrive, that's another one of those movies that they could remake today with all the technology. Probably, with, yeah. with all the technology. But you know, you're never going to get past the Green Goblin truck like the green goblin it's truck so, is like it's and iconic they got, like they got acdc to allow them to use that like they had an acdc <laughs> who doesn't license their music to anybody for that and but the movie was so bad <laughs> it's not a great movie but the the christine movie is a good movie like uh, that that's a movie that for me it's one of those movies that in 83 gets lost in the shuffle doesn't get kind of the kind of love that usually john carpenter movies get yeah and now we're gonna have Brian Fuller coming in and, and basically rebooting it and you know bringing the fifty eight Plymouth Fury back to life. I mean, I hope and I hope, it's good, I, hope but... I hope it's great. I hope it's terrifying. I hope it's I have low expectations wonderful. though. Yes, well, that's that's what we always talk about. I always, you know, I always talk about the idea that for me the reboot has to at least be partial. Like there has to be something new, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, they came up with a bunch of new things that they wanted to do, and they did a pretty good job of pacing it out because even the abc miniseries the first part is great second part is kind of like who cares i didn't watch the reboot of it i don't i don't actually really love horror movies i like i've seen a lot of them but i don't like them so i don't i didn't watch that one i understand um, I, I like understand. sci-fi movies a lot more than i like horror movies like i don't well, like really yeah. scary movies which i guess i guess it is kind of sci-fi in a way but but uh but in a way, it's not. So I, I just knew it would like stay. I just knew it would like stick I, with me for a few days. And I didn't want so, it. So, so what is? Let, let's talk about this. We've never talked about this. You were on the show the, um, the first time you were on, and one of the things I like to ask and get get knowledge of, like I know the kind of movies Paul likes. What kind of movies do you like? What kind of movies and TV shows are you watching? What are you? What are you right right now? What are you watching that you aside from Thor Ragnarok because your daughter's watching it? Hmm. Um, what are you watching that you go? I love that. Or, I haven't seen it before. It's it's something I'm watching and I'm, I'm into. Dude, I don't even, that's the thing. I'm, I feel like I'm in like a, you're, there's, you're, there's you're nothing. in a kidscape. Well, there's, a like, there's that, there's that. And it's also, <laughs> yeah. So, so my kid, I'm, I'm thankful that my kid watches Thor because that's like <laughs> great for me. But, um, TV is like terrible, man. Like my, my <laughs> wife, likes some of these fucking awful, CBS or ABC shows like the Equalizer reboot with Queen Latifah. I'm like, no, no, and uh, absolutely not. Um, you know, NCIS, Seattle, you know, who the fuck knows? Um, but I'm trying to think. I, I watched, I, there's I try a lot to watch of Navy movies. investigators out there. There's oh, a there's lot so of Navy. Many. and and uh, I like, I like movies better than TV shows, so like, I try to watch okay. movies because I just like, I just like the experience better. But even that, the last few movies I watched 
were just letdowns. Like, I, I, like Mortal Kombat came out. I thought that was pretty bad. Um, have you seen this movie <laughs> called Colossal? Is uh, if it's the same one I'm thinking of, it's, it's Anne Hathaway. With, yeah, and it she... looked good. It was like a monster <laughs> movie, and you're like, it's, it's, so it's like an ultimate dimension of monster. And then you get to the end of the movie, and you're like, another bad movie. They made another <laughs> bad Kate uh, Anne Hathaway movie. So I, I, here's a question because it's something that kind of ties in a little bit with the news tonight. Um, are you are you when it happens? Are you going to go to the movies? Are you going to like yeah full on jump in? Oh yeah. I can't because, wait to go to the movies. I love I love going to the movies. I mean, you your dad owned a freaking movie theater. I'm sure you yeah. did. But like right. I love going to the movies because it's totally it's so much better than like it, it is, is nice to be in your house. It is convenient, but even like I would have much rather seen Godzilla on a big screen with big sound yeah. than at home in my stupid well, little here, Stony sound. But bar. here's the thing, it looks like we've changed our movie going habits. So one of the things that they're doing, right? So the movie business is changing right now because we're in the middle of a a dramatic sea change. So one of the stories that's been going around, first off, great weekend at the box office, right? Yeah, that's what they say. Huge, huge box office weekend because we had Quiet Place 2, we had The Conjuring, and we had Cruella all doing very well. Like in AMC throwing way. around that free popcorn? <laughs> yes, AMC throwing around free popcorn for investors. Um, bring that bell. There you go. <laughs> um, so we can steal something from uh, clicking and screaming. Aside steal from you. Steal it all. Steal um, it all. But anyway, uh, so we had 24 million generated by The Conjuring, which is interesting because The Conjuring is available on HBO Max. So they're trying to figure out how this streaming thing is going to play with regards to grosses and how it's going to like. I think. I mean, I I mean, I have no industry knowledge, obviously, (laughs) but I think it's going to revert back to what it was. Like people are only enjoying movies at home because they're afraid they're going to literally die by going to movies. Like that's a big barrier. It's not like traffic's bad. It's not like you think you actually might die if you go. All right. Well, I'll watch the shit at home too. But like, I, have you I seen think, Have you seen Raya and the Last Dragon? Yes. They were charging thirty bucks for. If I had paid the thirty dollars, I would have thrown my TV through a window because. It's, but at least if you went to the movies, you had a nice time with your kid. Like, like I don't know. I think it's going to go back to people going to the movies. Well, I, I think it I think it will go back, but it's interesting. The rest of the summer is a weird hodgepodge of. Uh, Are we getting you know, anything good this summer? Like, do you? Well, do we're you... getting. We're, yeah, there's a, there's a decent amount of movies coming out, but the, it, the interesting thing is, some companies are going straight streaming. So, like for example, Warner Brothers is doing In the Heights, uh, Space Jam, right? The new Space Jam, oh, Suicide yeah. Squad, yeah, all on HBO Max, yeah, all on HBO Max. That's Sony's true. not doing any streaming. So Sony's doing Peter Rabbit 2, Hotel Transylvania 3, well, okay. um, <laughs> The Hitman's <laughs> Bodyguard. They're all, they're so all opening without Sony's any. doing exclusively bad movies this Yeah, yeah just, just bad movies this summer. Yeah. Disney Plus has got Black Widow and Jungle Cruise. Um, that Black are Widow, both gonna... I, they better do a good job, John. I'm telling you that. Right? I, I, they, if they, she deserves more than what she got. <laughs> she deserves so much more. <laughs> just, just dying. She got the, she got the end. Of, she got the end of the, like the short end of the straw. Her and Hawkeye it's got not, screwed it's, so bad. Well, because I think, like for whatever reason, they viewed them as throw-in characters, and they're not they're necessarily. Not. Throw-in. But, but she's gonna like she's premiering day and date. So she's like she's gonna be in theaters on July 9th, and Jungle Cruise is gonna be on July 30th. But you pay thirty bucks, you can watch her at your house. Um, free guy, but though from Disney also. 
isn't going to be on isn't going to be for the thirty dollars and won't be available for stream for a while. Um, you have GI Joe Snake Eyes. I got to tell you, I see this trailer for the Snake Eyes movie every time we go to the movies. <clears throat> They're doing a GI Joe Origins movie for Snake okay. Eyes. I love Snake Eyes. He is my yeah. favorite GI Joe character. He has been my favorite GI Joe character, and this may date me, Tim, but it might not also date you. I had a Snake Eyes that was in like from from the box, right from the GI Joe box. Yeah, you remember he came with an Uzi and he came with a Timberwolf. He came with a white Timberwolf and an Uzi, and he had the the big, huge like bl- like I remember he just was the always figure. the coolest one. I, I never had any. Fig- I don't think I had any GI Joe figures. I think I, I, I don't remember so what many I had, but he figures. had the coolest looking of them all. But he had the, well, he's the best. He's the Black Ninja Commando. Like it's you know, like it doesn't within. I'm like within reach. Within oh reach, goodness. almost within reach. It's not going to be Snake Eyes. I forget who it is now, but. Is it gung ho? I can see you having a. I could I could see you having a gung. Oh, look at this! Within reach, nice. I have this fellow here. Oh, look at him! This that's is the super old. Cool. This is old, old GI Joe. But that's super cool, though. But that's nice. Yeah, I just but, didn't expect then, it. That guy's I forgot not getting that I an origin. Movie. That guy's not getting an origin movie. Um, no, it's certainly not. Like. Universal is doing all their movies for the summer, right? F9, right? Although I, I don't understand the obsession with the Fast and the Furious movies. The Forever no, Purge. that'll do and pretty well, though. Oh, it's going to do great. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying it's not going to do great, but I think it's one of those movies that everybody goes, sees it, goes and sees it the first weekend, and then the following weekend, nobody's talking about it. Whatever. Yeah. We moved on to whatever the next thing is. Forever Purge and Old, which is the M. Night Shyamalan movie, they're going to be on screen, but then they're going to be... Video on demand in 17 days. Hmm. So it's this hodgepodge. We have all these different companies all trying it differently. Warner Brothers is doing HBO Max. Universal's doing, we're going to premiere in theaters 17 days later. It's going to be, you can get it at your house. Disney's doing day and date with some of their stuff. It's just this weird, I don't know which one's going to play out. I know what movies I think are going to be the biggest hits. Like I know I can look at like a list of films and go, Black Widow, you know, Fast and Furious Nine, and yeah. all these different, all these different things. But I'm excited about the movies being back. I we've gone, we went to see, uh, Quiet Place Two. We went to see The Conjuring. Conjuring right. wasn't great. Uh, it wasn't. No. It's a third movie, third sequel. It's not. Well, well, I've it's heard not, mixed reviews. Yeah, was it not? Wait, well, it's um, it, where it is, where it jumps off is that it's not this. It's very different in tone and everything from the other movies like in the other movies it's one case and they they kind of focus on the case and they they solve the problem for whatever the family is so they have the you know they have characters Vera Farmiga and um also uh Patrick Wilson interacting with a family or interacting with kids or like this one is very much like a, a mystery of like can we try to prove this kid's not guilty right and it kind of works but it it also is very different from how the tone and setting of the other movies is. Right. There's very little like actual scares. It's it's kind of like it's scary. Don't get me wrong, but it's not it's not as good as the original, the first. Yeah. Time. Um, but it is one of those things where you look at it and you go, um, how are we? You know, are we going to get over this particular thing? Will we go back to theaters? I'm excited about that. I think that's I think it's thing. cool. I guess I think it's it's actually good that you. <clears throat> Why not have the option to watch it at home? Like, like I don't know what it's yeah. like from, from the movie company trying to get their money back, but like I'll go to the movies anyway. 
But I guess why not have the option to have it at home? Because it always sucked having to wait to see something at home. Like I remember when Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came out. <laughs> I watched, I know she went to the movies five times to see Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I loved I love Guardians of the Galaxy and um and Kurt Russell. And um so I went to the movies five times and I went to that really because some of the movie theaters, I think it's an AMC theater uh, near me, they have like these big big seats and they recline you can like get yeah food. like it's a nice movie theater so i was like they have, oh, a, cool. they have adobe yeah the adobe houses are super nice at it's AMC so theaters. cool and it's like it was like yeah. 13 bucks to go like as long as you don't buy a bunch of shit it's not that expensive so to me i would do that before i'd spend 20 dollars to watch something on my tv in my what about house. what about 30 what about 30 to get instant access to black widow are you because you See, do have that's, the kids. And, yeah. That's the only tempting one is the Black Widow one because it's the Black Widow movie, and I want to see it. But like the thirty bucks for Mulan and Raya, are you insane? Like they're both not that good. Like, well, like, and we were. It's really funny. We talked on the show. We've had we've had people on. Like, uh, we we have this person that comes on, um, and we we talk about the different aspects of the movie business. And we had they they you know they, Rich Trees and Natasha Bogetsky, They do. They do a big podcast about movies. Mm-hmm. And she was like, if Mulan goes, everything goes. And I'm like, Mulan's not a trend center. No. Mulan's, Mulan's not one where you go, hey, if that movie goes, that, that's the one. That's the watershed one. No. I'm like, no, that would be if, if Black Widow goes. I have a funny feeling Black Widow's going to do well in theaters anyway. Yeah, but I, I have a funny so. feeling that people are going to come home from watching Black Widow and immediately buy it. That's what so I like think I, I'll end up doing. I think, I'll buy I think it Disney's. Twice. I, think, I think Disney's going to double dip on that one in a big way. Now um, is the time might... to invest in Disney before Black <laughs> Widow comes out. If you were thinking about buying stock in something that isn't some of this crazy bullshit you see everybody also, buying crazy well, in, Disney's the way. In, yeah, I live in Florida right now, so they're getting ready to open the parks big way. Disney starts its 50th anniversary celebration, nice. 50 years of Walt Disney World starting. It starts October 1st. Okay. So like they're, they're already like dialing up the castle and all kinds of stuff. And you get in you preparation. get the, um, the Florida discount, right? Like the do you, is that yes. is that a real thing? Yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah. I got this. I got this book recently on how to draw a Disney cartoons. So how to we'll be working cool. on that. Oh my god! Look, it's 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 the uh, it's the fox from. Uh, what Pinocchio. movie is that? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That, that's the fox from Pinocchio. The shifty fox, yeah. Yeah, the guy that gets them to go to the the island where they turn yep. into little donkey jackasses. What a weird which is movie kind that of, was. That was man. Scary. As a okay, kid, yeah. Well, scary there's movie. T- yeah, Disney Dumbo's movies. scary as hell too when you're little. Disney, Disney movies are terrifying. Yeah. Dumbo's mom dies. He gets thrown into the circus with only a mouse to help him. And it's, the circus, it's, it's all the scary. Are the scenes are, yeah, yeah everything yeah, sucks. Terrifying. Yeah. They dress him like like a clown and like throw him out there and like fly, fly, Dumbo, fly. What do you um, think? Uh, before I forget to ask you this, because uh, my wife and I were just talking about this the other night, because we were. Look, truthfully, we just watch Marvel movies all the time. We don't give a shit. We're in our 30s, and we just – instead of going through Amazon Prime, and I'm like, I don't want to watch this and this and this, I'll be like, let's watch Iron Man again. But um, because we like them, and they're fair. rewatchable. But, it's fair. It's fair. Um, the more you watch the whole timeline, Black Widow kind of ties a lot of things together. Like, she's a really pivotal character in that whole arc. Do you think this is possible? I kind of think the answer is no, but you never know. Oh God! They, they, okay. they have this Loki show coming out, and it's all about time yes. travel. Are they yes. going to use that show to just figure out what people will pay the most for? And all of a sudden, Black Widow's right back in the fucking Avengers. Maybe they'll go undo it on. I have a, on I have a weird. I have a, okay, out. so I have a weirder theory. Well, first off, Loki show premieres tomorrow. Yes, 
everybody should be ready. I can't wait to watch um, it. I, and in celebration of Pride, he came out. Uh, Loki is gender fluid. That happened today. Loki the character or, or Middleson? Oh, no, no, no. Hiddleston is Hiddleston's fine. Loki the character is gender fluid. Well, which, obviously, yeah. I mean, that seems that seems reasonable. Are you a Doctor Who guy? I am a Doctor Who guy. He's, I, I, I think of him as like a Captain Jack kind of. Yeah, yeah. We'll I have I get sex little, with literally anything. Loki's <laughs> like alien. whatever's available. Yeah. Animal as, doesn't matter. As guardian, yeah. just give me as guardian is yeah. essentially where we're at. Um, okay, so I have two weird theories that I think are going to happen. One, I think Loki is going to interact with major Avengers. I, I think Paul and I, Paul got in, got into the rabbit hole with WandaVision where he couldn't get out. He just wanted big things to happen. I kept on going, it's not going to be really big things. It's just going to set up some of the other things. And these shows are not designed to set, they're not designed to be big reveals. They're designed to give characters a chance to flourish in a new, in a new place Right. With people we don't get to see enough of, the people we want to see more of, like you want to see more Wanda and Vision, you want to see more of the Falcon and 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 Bucky, you want to see more of Loki. That show right? is heating up. You know what? You asked me in the beginning, right? And I and I just couldn't think. I blanked when you asked me what I was watching. I started I started watching that, and oh. I had very shitty expectations. Those are my two least Avengers <laughs> favorite Avengers. What a intense show! <laughs> Holy is, shit! It's one of the better. It's one wow. of the best. Uh, adaptations of any of those two characters as a progress. Where are you at? How far are you in? It's only six um, episodes. I, I was on that. It was at the end. Um, Falcon is now Captain America Falcon. Like he has the gear okay. on. Okay. He gave like a, a big speech at the end that. Okay. For oh, me, that's it. That's well, the for, end of the. That's, did oh, you that's watch the last episode? episode? That's the last episode. Did you watch the credits? No. I didn't know you were supposed to do that on TV shows. <laughs> Marvel TV shows, you are. Um, so right, you, missed, you missed something. Yeah, you gotta watch the credits. There's a big, there's two big reveals in the credits, but uh, I'll, not, I'll watch that. Not, but I thought that was a pretty good show. It was, it was oh, way no, more I, violent than I thought it was gonna be. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and it was I great. didn't, I didn't know until the other day that 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 the dickhead Captain America is Kurt Russell's son. Yeah, Wyatt Russell. Yeah, yeah. they really make him. He's really a piece. Well, of shit. actually, he had, he had, he, he's a terrible. Well, he's a terrible character. Like he's a bad character, but. What I would say for him, the the he's so good, like he has a natural charisma, like his dad. Yeah, like I like him. I you know I think he's going to be a great U.S. agent. Julia Louis Dreyfus playing Madame Hydra is just you you go you know. And one of the things that I think Marvel has done, and Paul and I have talked about this, but you're here, we'll talk. One of the things that Marvel has done amazingly is they've taken comedic actors and they've plopped them into their movies because comedians have to play off of other people, right? Right. And they they can deliver drama and they can deliver comedy at the same time, and part of that putting Julie Louis Dreyfus into this mix, where she could end up being a very very big bad oh, for, yeah. the, well, for hope, the Marvel universe. I know where they she won't just kind of it. like causes chaos. Yeah, and she's because she's really good in whatever she's in. But there was that yeah. show. Um, it was a long time ago, but it was a it was um she was the star and her husband was Coulson. On the show, her husband was like an idiot, and it was the actor that plays Agent Coulson. Yes. And I, I just the hope new somehow the new adventures of Cole Christine. Yes. yes, I hope somehow there's a time travel machine and beep bop boop. <laughs> Who gives a shit? But somehow uh, her and Coulson can be in the scene okay. for a couple minutes because they so didn't get to- Coulson deserved more. John. He deserves more too. He deserved well, more. I'll, than give, you, what I'll he got. give you. Let me give you my my brief where I think things are headed. So I think one of the things that's going to happen, Loki show, they are going to revisit places 
um, where he's trying to fix the timeline. I think that's going to happen. Yeah. I think the big reveal in Black Widow is going to be that she's not dead. That her sister's dead, or that, okay. or yeah. that her sister jumps in. Her sister becomes the new Black Widow, right? In which case, because we have a young, we have a young Avengers movie that's gearing up at some, like the kid, the kid in, uh, the kid in Falcon and Winter Soldier, the grandson of the Black Captain America, the first Black Captain America. Oh yeah, yeah is yeah. is an Avenger in the comics, is a young Avenger in the comics. Gotcha. So they're all kind of like they they're building it. Like they're doing what Marvel does, which is build everything slowly, build everything slowly, and build it up, build it up, build it up, and then make a reveal. Um, like how about you were watching Falcon Winter Soldier? So we're Paul and I talked, we we we've discussed it, but the idea that you know uh Wolverine's bar is right there in the episode, so it's like so close, so close to X-Men being being in this universe, so so close. Um they- and I, they need to. Do they even? Do they own the X Men? Is it still? Do they still yes. belong to no, Sony? No, 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 no. Okay, so Sony owns Sony owns Spider Man and and Spider Man and Spider Man characters. Okay. Fox owned Fantastic Four and X Men. Okay. They bought Fox, so Fox is now in the fold. They're working on the Fantastic Four. There are a lot of casting rumors, things about going over, but Loki is the next big show. I'm ecstatic. It starts tomorrow. Everybody's going to be talking about it. Um, let's talk about something I'm depressed about. Um, mm. And then we'll get then we'll be doing some other things. We'll talk about the top five sequels of the year that, that voted by our, by our fans. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Zombie. Okay, so first off, Tim, I don't know if you know this. I have a deep hatred for Rob Zombie and <laughs> Halloween. and I did not know of, that. All his trash movies. Like, I just... They bore me to tears to the point uh-huh. of like they, he puts his wife in everything and he's like yeah he does he just, yeah he said he understood Halloween and he lied to me so I I'm I'm a big I'm a big non Rob Zombie person they made the announcement today the House of a Thousand Corpses director will reanimate the 1964 sitcom classic The Monsters I saw someone put po- who the hell did I someone posted that and I thought how not fun is it going to be to have this guy do the fun like monsters is supposed to be fun and goofy and like almost family oriented, and it's gonna be Rob Zombie like putting his own music into it. I knew and... I knew we were in trouble when yeah. the first words out of his mouth is my wife's playing Lily, and I'm like, of course she is, of course she of is, course, of course, of course, yeah. If she were younger, she'd be playing Marilyn, but she's not. She's playing Lily, right? And I just look at that and I go, it makes me sad. It hurts. It hurts my soul. So much. It hurts my soul so much. Share the link. Um, but it, it just kills me. Yeah. And it's gonna it's, suck. It's gonna be terrible. And we have a lot of people that we have a lot of people that um are we have a lot of defenders of Rob Zombie in our group for whatever I don't know how I don't I don't hate I don't know Rob how. Zombie overall. I just don't like most of his like movies yeah, or his music. I actually like I like him. Like if you listen to him in like an interview where he's just talking about whatever. He's an interesting guy, but like I, his movie, I don't like most of the stuff that he makes. I think that's a bad thing that he's an interesting guy because that gets him into all these doorways, Tim, to right. ruin stuff I love. That's true. The, so, you know what though? The monsters, I think, no matter who rebooted it, would probably suck unless it was like Tika Waititi or something like that. He would make it a good one, yeah, or like Wes Anderson I, well, or something. Okay, so Jerry brings up Jerry, friend of the show. 
Only good thing Ron Zombie did was White Zombie. Yes. You want to, yes, go back to music by all means. Right. Ron, go back to music. I'm all for that. Right. But like he did, he messed up Halloween. House of a Thousand Corpses is not that great. Devil's Rejects no. is the only one of those movies that's that's decent. Yeah, I didn't a, see his most recent one. The um, whatever that was called, I forget what it was called. Three from Hell, and no. Yeah, I didn't cares. see that one. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where the news came out today, and I was depressed, and then um, just it was a God, why God, why why hast thou forsaken my reboots? Um, right. You know, just what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, but again, you're right. He is a charming guy when he's talking about stuff he loves. He's super charming. And you would think that people would go, yeah, he's really charming when you talk to him, but let's not give any of our properties to him because they immediately tank and he puts his wife in it. So they do it anyway. They do it anyway. Um, okay. Another thing I want to talk about before we get going on the, the rest of the meat of the show. Um, so it is this week on, on June 12th, will be the 40th anniversary of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Tim, I don't know if you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite movie of all time. I did uh, not know I, that. I, yeah, this is a true statement. Um, I saw the movie. Now, here's the interesting thing. I went to see it this week at our AMC down here. It's playing it for the 40th anniversary. Playing it all week. So you can just go anytime you want to see it oh, cool. uh, this week. And um, But the thing is, I actually, my dad ran a movie theater in Monticello, New York. Um, we got it early, got the print early, put it together, and I saw it before anybody else. Oh, that's cool. Because my dad had to run the screen, run like yeah. way back when it wasn't a digital code. You actually had to put the film together, and there were like splices and all kinds of stuff you had to do, so that when the projectionist uh, would do it, he would he they had to run it to make sure that none of this that the splices held and then there was no breaks. Or anything. So I got to see it almost to the day in a theater yesterday or two days ago on Sunday. And I just, it, it, it brings a lot of emotion for me. Now, what I want to talk about is that I hate the Big Bang Theory. Well, that's they, a garbage show, no matter. Like, I, know, I know show, what you're talking but, about with, with their theory about Indiana Jones, but that's a shitty show anyway. Overall, oh, it's no, terrible. It is. It, it is. it is a terrible show. But what I want to say is this, this whole credence. 40 years in on a movie that everybody loves, that no matter who you show it to, yeah, right? They go, wow, it's pretty amazing. Like, that's right. pretty, like, no matter who you show it to, even, like, people were like, I'm not really into this. Pretty amazing, right? Yeah. I want to shoot down the Big Bang Theory that he doesn't matter. And the reason I want to tell you that, re-watching it this past weekend, I had, a, I had a thought process going here. There's a thought process that no matter what the Nazis would, in the, according to the Big Bang Theory, Bad show, not good for nerds, kind of make fun of nerds when they should be celebrating nerds, but they don't, and they kind of got away with it for... Well, it's, it's a show 12. for people who aren't nerds to feel like they can relate to them and then feel like they're smart, even though it's right. dumb. It's it's not smart humor. It's really fucking stupid humor disguised <laughs> as smart humor so that people can go, ha ha, he made a math joke. You don't know what the fuck he's talking about. You didn't make a math joke. You're just an oh, idiot. No, no. And that's true. That's true. Like, I always explain when people go, I really love the Big Bang Theory. I'm like, okay, so who's the character you relate to? Who's the character you... So I relate to all the nerds in the show, right? I relate to, like, Leonard, people who love their love the things they love. They don't, they don't want to be judged for it. They love comic books. They love toys. That's who I am, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, I love Penny. Okay. So if right. you love Penny, Penny hates all of those guys. And, like, I know she married Leonard... I know she puts up with Sheldon and she loves him and whatever. 
But in reality, she didn't understand them and made fun of them on a consistent basis. This whole theory sprung from an episode where uh, he was showing Raiders of the Lost Ark to uh, his wife. Uh, Sheldon was showing it to his wife, Amy, or his fiance, Amy. And basically she said, Indiana Jones doesn't matter. It's called the, it was, the episode was called The Raiders of Minimization. Uh-huh. And basically that Indiana Jones has no effect on the outcome of where the arc ends up. Right. And my argument is, I, I rewatching the movie. I'm having, I, I had second thoughts about this. I was trying to, because again, it's one of those theories that got out and now it's out and it's big and huge. It's on the internet. And it's one of the, it's one of the stupidest, dumbest kind of like, well, what'd you think about the big bang theory? Oh, Raiders lost Ark is your favorite movie. Oh, I, oh, oh, and I just want to put it to rest. Couple things. So yes, the Ark would end up on the island. Yes, without Indiana Jones, the Ark ends up on the island. It could have, however, ended up in Nazi Germany, which would have been an interesting ending. Blowing away the entire Third Reich would have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the key is Indy ends up on the island too. And when Indy ends up on the island, he makes a sacri- He makes a choice. He makes a choice to save Marion and make sure Marion's safe. He ch- trades the Ark for her. So right off the bat, your character's already got an Ark. Because this is a character at the beginning of the movie is obsessed with getting that idol. He wants the idol, wants to go to Marrakesh. I need 2000 bucks. I need to get it. Belloc got it. I need it. I want to bring it back. Mm-hmm. So he's already made a conscious choice to be a better human, right? He picks Marion, stuck in like a, a nightgown, walking through the desert over the arc. So right. first off, there's a character arc that is not taken into account in this stupid Big Bang Theory. Yes. So the other character arc that I want to is kind of profound. Beginning of the movie, he takes his gun, has the revolver. Brody's talking to him like, maybe we shouldn't disturb the arc. Holy shit. Kind of dangerous. We don't know what it is. Sala says, don't disturb the arc. We don't know what it is. You know, men have died for it. Maybe we should just leave it where the fuck it was. Right. Like, why are we, why are we even messing with this? Right. Right. And Indy takes his gun, throws it into the, the, the thing. He's like, I'm talking about finding a relic of epic importance, and you're talking about the boogeyman. Right? Mm. Okay. End of the movie. The arc gets opened up. Indy turns to Marion and says, This isn't going well, right? Like he look, yeah, he's he's up there. Belloc's opening it. The winds start to swirl. The ghosts start flowing out of the arc. Marion, shut your eyes. Shut your eyes, Marion. Don't look at it. Whatever, whatever happens, don't open your goddamn eyes, right? Mm-hmm. The arc there, Tim, and I'm going to throw this out there. The arc, here's a guy that did not believe in the boogeyman, but has a huge change and goes, hey, maybe I am messing with stuff that's beyond my, my existence. Mm-hmm. Another big arc. So, yeah. to the Big Bang Theory, I say... I love Raiders of the Lost Ark, and you can go fuck yourselves. Yeah, well, it's it's a stupid. It's again, it's it's very in line with Big Bang Theory of it's not a good point and it's not clever, but it makes you sound like it's a good point and it makes you sound clever just because if you say it in a certain way. But that's you could say, but the that idea theory that, for so many movies, you could be like, well, if you just would have let this happen, it probably would. Neo wasn't that's in true. the Matrix. Well, that's the thing, right? And the thing, but the thing is. For a show that purports to be about people who love nerdy stuff, uh-huh. to take a shot at something that is so beloved, 
that was only in the dark recesses of of comic book stores or dark recesses of movie of movie theaters, right? Where people had this idea like Andy doesn't really matter, right? To make it and put it on a show that's watched by 20 million people a week, to not think that that would have a lasting effect or have an effect on Raiders is a is a terrible thing to do. And I just want to say I've never forgiven them for it. I don't like the show, and nobody is going to change my mind on it. They can go fuck themselves. Yeah, I don't want to change my mind. I, I I don't think it was a good show at any point ever. So I like Community better. I will always like Community better, and I was always thought. But in celebrating the 40th anniversary of Raiders, I wanted to take it to task. I wanted to get a good discussion of all the different things. Like, Indy does have an arc, and also the arc wouldn't end up on the island. The arc ends up specifically on the island because Belloc gets crazy. Well, I mean, the whole thing is, it's... It's literally that's what telling a story through through a movie is. It's just that's the point of the movie is to tell a story. There's no, it's not real, so it doesn't matter if if you take a chunk out and it would have ended in the same result. The whole reason you watched the thing is to is watch, to watch the story. him, right? Is so it doesn't him. matter anyway. Yes. It's, a moot, it's a moot point in the first. I'm making place. this up as I go. It's it's one of the greatest lines of all. How are you going to get the arc? I'm going after that truck. How I don't know. I'm making this up as I go, and it's like that's that's the nature of the film. Like that that truck chase. I got to tell you, Tim, the truck chase for me is one of the like it is it is artistic adventure filmmaking at its height. Like it's just I love every. It's got three different parts to it. Like I love the truck chase. I have to. Well, I so haven't much. seen. I haven't seen that in so <laughs> freaking long. I have to watch it again. Well, what, out, is it, it on out. anything on a streaming service? It's not a uh, Paramount. It's on Paramount Plus, which used to be CBS. I have that. I have that. Yeah. It's unfortunately, on, it's on there. unfortunately, we have that. So Brick can watch the Equalizer because <laughs> <laughs> that's what that that's what's on that app. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But there's good thing. They, they have those. Okay. They have all those movies. They're also releasing a really nice uh, 4K uh, rendition of Raiders. They went back and clean. They, they were 4K of all the Indiana Jones movies. There's a box okay. set coming out this week. It's a little pricey, but 4K is is a little pricey, but you're their target demo on this one. I'm I have yeah. Well, you're okay, the target so, audience for that. Yeah. For that well, box no, set. no. I yeah, I am. Um, I'm not gonna lie. It's gonna. I'm definitely gonna buy. But what I would say to you, Tim, is I was a, I was a target demo for Star Wars too. Like, I was going over. I was talking to somebody. I was talking to my friend Ren, who passed away recently. How many copies of the Star Wars movies we had, in various like, oh, like the VHS, VHS DVD. The v- yeah, the VH like, but just the VHS alone, there was four different versions of it, right. and then like, so the VHS alone, there are four different versions, including a box set that was a hundred bucks that I had that came in a blue case and Ooh. was just beautiful. It was like it was gorgeous, um, you know that that got lost in a move somewhere, and oh, no. so I, I yeah, it happened. Oh my god, it's terrible. But that then sucks. I bought I bought it on Blu-ray. I bought it on I, like. I the one behind me right there. If you look right there, Empire's right there in 4K because we're going to be talking about Empire in a second. Um, but it is one of those things where, yeah, I am the target demographic. Yeah, buy it again. Buy it here. <laughs> Take my money. Yeah, just I just need to see it again. Um, okay, so Paul's not here. We are not doing movie motivation this week. Sorry to everybody who's, who's super excited about that, but it's okay to not do movie motivation. Paul's not here. Because he's not going to guess, and we're not going to make a, a guest host 
guess. Also, I'll get. I'll also I'll probably guess it immediately. Also, yes, he's <laughs> much better at Paul. <laughs> we want to make sure. We movies. want to make sure. We want to make sure we distract stuff. Yeah. Um. So we are gonna do. We are gonna do the top five, and and we did top five movie sequels. Do you have a sequel? Do you have movies that you love, like a sequel that you love? You know, I quickly wrote down. I, I wrote this a few down when you when you brought it up, and um, there's probably. I, I'll bet you my favorite sequel isn't even on the list, even though I wrote the list. I just couldn't think. But um, there's a lot more, in my opinion, bad sequels than there are good sequels. Like I have a lot that I'm like, oh boy, that's, did that suck. It's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because that's that and announcing that that's going to be next week's worst sequels uh, is next week. Top five, yeah. Worst sequels is next next week. So, um, and well, you may, just, I just want to throw it out there that Blues Brothers 2000 needs to be on the top of that list. <laughs> It was a fucking abomination. I was I was gonna say Beverly Hills Cop three, but I understand. Oh, Beverly Hills Cop three is bad. Beverly Hills um, Cop three takes everything that made Beverly Hills Cop one and two and just, just throws it away. <laughs> Woo, is it um, trash? Okay. I think my but, but favorite Blues Brother two thousand is up there though. So bad. That's... I mean, John Belushi freaking died and you just made another movie with it. What are you doing? Oh um, yeah, wait. Oh, before we start, wait. Before yes. we start. Okay, so. John oh, yes, you should. I was thinking that, too. Yes. A reboot's not a okay. sequel, right? Right. So when I when I made this list, the idea, what I wrote was, with summer movie going season upon us, Loud and Nerdy wants to know, what are your top five movie sequels? Series like Bond or reboots don't count, although the Craig Bonds after Casino Royale are sequels. Now, the other thing that, that John has brought up uh, that we need to discuss, so there is a famous movie sequel that is on our top five. That we're going to discuss in a moment. John is making the claim is is making a claim about a rumor of that that it, it was not cool but a reboot, and that it was a sequel to an episode of a show, and not a sequel to a movie. Now, I'm trying to been, think what that could possibly even be. It's, it's well, it's it's a very interesting. Okay, it's a very interesting case, but that that is an interesting buzz. I I tried to do some research. I tried to figure out exactly where this rumor started. And the idea, the idea that it was a reboot instead of uh, because they weren't happy with the first movie. Well, I have a question for you as well. Even on top sure. of that, is yes. if a movie has a third and fourth installment, are those just considered more sequels, or is there a different word for the third and fourth, fifth, whatever? No, not no, like no, no, James no. Bond, but like Men in Black Three. Is you that get, a sequel, you get, or you get into? Well, <clears throat> okay, you get into an area where sequels eventually, like you can do a trilogy, right? You can get to a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Or you can be whatever, but if you have a bang up third movie, like if you said to me, "The Return of the King," right, right, as one of the sequels, "The Return of the King" is a sequel to "Lord of the Rings." It's better than Two Towers," and arguably, it's better than "The Fellowship of the Ring." So I would that that could be on the list, but I would say that you can very rarely do you get any film franchises, Tim, where the the third, the second, third, and fourth movie are. It's even the second movie is as good as the first or the third movie is as good as the first or second. You right. know what I mean? Like, so for every, uh, you know, for every time it kind of goes wonky and like somehow, you know, the third movie becomes the charm. You know what I mean? Like it just, it doesn't right. rare, it rarely happens, but for, I would argue you could. Yeah. That one. Cause I have one that I, I think, I think men you, in black three is one of the superior movies. Men in black one is still the best. Men in black two is, fucking terrible and men in black, men in black 3, 3 in my 3 opinion is, actually, is really good 
surprisingly good. Yes, I yeah. would agree with that that assessment. What else you got? That's a good call. I love that. Um, for me, Hot Shots Part Two is the superior <laughs> Hot Shots movie. I love that movie. That's amazing. <laughs> um, Rocky Two is not superior to Rocky One, but is really good. Is like really it's not a letdown at all. Yes. Um, now, how do you think about this? Because this isn't necessarily a sequel, but it kind of is. The um um oh what's the freaking director's name? It's the Simon Pegg Nick Frost movies. Hot Fuzz is the second of those movies. Is that a sequel or is that a second installment? No. Okay, so no, no, okay. So the the Cornetto movies do not count. Okay. Because I didn't think they did, but I wasn't they're, sure. They're not the same character. Okay. So one of the things that John was John and I were discussing when we were trying to explain it to other people, sequels have to be like they have to be the uh, a character or characters that advance into another story, right? There, okay. there has to be. So, like for example, I gave the a bad example to somebody who is not really into Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop Two is a pretty good sequel, and the reason it's it's not like Three, which doesn't have almost anybody in it that's in the original first two, um, Two is a really good sequel because it's a totally different adventure. Axel mm-hmm. Foley goes goes to the same place, right? But he also interacts with char- the other characters that he's already interacted with, and they've changed, right? right. So there's there's build, right? Right. Um, that makes sense. And so the idea that you could have a, like one of the things that I was looking at with this sequel business is there's always going to be a set amount of sequels that are on the list that are that are you know widely viewed as vastly superior movies or movies that are at least equal to the originals, right? Right. Um, and so what I was looking at for this list for sequels for our, for our group, and, and here's the thing I want to say to everybody, when you, if you listen to the show or, or whatever, whatever you put, as long as you can back it up as something you like, I don't want anybody when we get into these, because the comments got a little wild and wacky. Um, hey, you're not this, like wrong. It's it's subjective, you right, know. Unless it's, it's, look, unless you're list. saying Ghostbusters two is good as Ghostbusters one, in which case you are wrong. <laughs> but outside of that, you, your opinion is yours, right? And but the thing is, where it got where it got really muddled was about this one particular sequel, and we're going to discuss it. Okay. But what I would say is, what I would say is, you know, somebody decided not to put their their choices up because. They didn't feel they felt we weren't they weren't they weren't speaking our language. And what I want to say to everybody who's listening to the show, Paul and I and you as a co-host that comes and visits, we don't care whatever everybody else thinks. Put up your stuff. Yes. You know what I mean? Put it up, put it on the don't don't pay attention. Don't not participate in something and lose your voice because somebody's telling you that that's not a sequel or this isn't a sequel. I, the reason I gave the reason I gave the very specific instructions was because I knew it was going to come up about Bond, and I and the thing is, Bond is in a weird, wonky place right now. There's like 25 Bond, movies. You can't. There's, 20, and there's different right, there's directors, 20, different Bonds, right. different. You but know. the but the Craig Bonds, right? The Craig, Craig Bonds Bond? are the Daniel Craig Bonds, the recent Bonds. Oh, I thought you. Never mind. Okay. Yes. Yeah, the Daniel Craig Bonds, the Bonds that started with Casino Royale. Yes. Had um, you know the four bonds that we've already had: Spectre, right. Casino Royale, um, Quantum of Solace, and Skyfall. Yeah. They're all they're one story right now. They're they are legitimate sequels. At Bond, it's it's the first time in history where Bond has not gone on to the next mission. 
Right. So there's like there's still remnants of that's true. Of the- you know what? I actually have never thought about that because I'm a I'm a big 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 James Bond fan. I have all the box sets. Like we were talking about box sets. I love it. Yeah. And they're not all good movies by at all, but I still love them. No. But no. um, but I didn't re- I didn't think about that. They that each the have Daniel Craig movies are the same storyline. The same timeline without a break. They're, right, without a break, they're the same timeline, and he is he is interacting with things that are going on. Let me from tell you the something. Past movies. Let me tell you something, John. Skyfall, top three James Bond ever, for me. It is. Yes, for me. I agree. Yeah. I hold. What are your other two though? There. So there we go. Live and Let Die. Not okay. because it's good. Not because it's good, but because it's so representative of that time, and it's insane. It is. And Diamonds Are Forever is my favorite. Oh, that's an interesting. That's an interesting Connery Bond to love. I would yes. go. My 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 top three would be Goldfinger. Oh yeah, I mean that's better. Like gold, that Goldfinger. Yeah. Goldfinger. I would go Goldfinger, Thunderball, Skyfall. But that's See, Goldfinger that's- and Thunderball are. I believe objectively better movies than Live and Let Die and but Live and Let Die is from a specific specific and time. I period. I when I was a kid, so here's the thing: my dad yeah. had all the Bonds on VHS, and I liked that one because it had Baron Somedy and he had his top hat, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And he and <laughs> he runs over the heads yes. of the crocodiles. So, like to me, I know it's bad, but it was but it was my favorite as when I was a kid. And so, right, you know. right, and and so yes, and that's part of it. Like I remember watching Goldfinger with my dad, so. Goldfinger, right. my dad, like, and it had odd jobs, so it kind of had a chunky hero, a bad guy in it. Right. I always, I always look for like, I try to do Halloween costumes that are appropriate. Like, odd job was a guy. I was like, odd job's amazing. I love him. <laughs> He's a hat. It cuts, cuts stone figures. Um, but yeah. So, but so that's that's what I was trying to get to. It it ended up becoming a giant um, turnoff. I gotta hear about folks. this movie. I gotta, I gotta know. What the fuck? Okay, was so over. let's let's yeah, let's start with let's start with let's start with number five. Okay. So number five with well, a movie we're not gonna get to until three. So let's number five getting 15 votes is the dark knight. Solid right. choice. Right. Yep. Uh it, it here's the here my problem though is and I love the dark knight. The the two it beat uh that had 12 votes, that 13 and 12 votes respectively. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which is actually actually a prequel, which mm-hmm. which counts, but it's a prequel. It happens before Raiders, and Aliens um, got yeah, I mean, twelve. Aliens votes. is superior to Dark Knight, I think, but I think it is too. But subjective. I love the Dark Knight. Dark Knight is solid. It is a well done sequel. It yeah. is it it expands upon what happens in Batman Begins to the nth degree. It gives us one of the greatest screen villains ever put on film. Because yep. Ledger's Joker is the bomb by which every other Joker is going to be ever forever uh, yeah. talked about against. Um, and, you know, Bale does a much better job in the second movie than, than he does in Batman begins and even dark Knight rises, which by the way, could go on my worst sequel list. I hate the, what, dark a, Knight what a disappointment that is. That First of all, I don't, I don't want to turn this into a whole Batman thing, but I'm a Tom <laughs> Hardy fan, but he's not fucking Bane. Bane <laughs> is supposed to be eight feet tall, Batista. giant tubes and shit hanging off of him yeah. and then and then he's defeated by Anne Hathaway on a bike <laughs> what the fuck I, dark knight dark knight rises dark knight rises is one of those movies that just um okay so john how does the dark knight further the story of batman begins well at the end of batman begins john there's a moment where commissioner gordon hands batman a card 
about a guy who's doing some robberies downtown. So, uh, clearly a sequel. Um, <laughs> the card flips over. When he flips it over, it, it is the distinctive Joker card that Heath Ledger uses, and it, it sets up the next movie. So, clearly a sequel. So, I don't... I, John, I, you and I are—we're gonna—we're gonna spar about. I this. think Just, I think he means more like does it expand on the character of Batman? Well, expands but, on, but not really. But, on, but no, but it's no, still a no, sequel though. Right, it's a sequel, and also it expands on the Gordon and Batman dynamic. Right, they're gonna and, work and together. Batman's relationship with um with Wayne Enterprises and yes. his relationship with um yes, the girlfriend. Yes, everything um, and with Lucius in, Fox. So there's a bunch of you know there is yeah there's stuff. a definitely it definitely furthers the story. But uh, Bat, Dark Knight is a fantastic movie. It is one of the one of the great movies. I remember seeing it uh, at Cinemark in in Scranton, Pennsylvania. One of the greatest nights we've ever had at a movie theater. Just crazy stuff going on. We used to do I used to do a show called Sweet Taffy, which was this this crazy uh, improv show that we did, and we taped a bunch of people. People dressed up like Scarecrow. People dressed up like Joker. It was one of our best episodes. I love The Dark Knight. I don't know that it's better than Aliens, but I'm okay. Number four on the list is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh, yeah. For me, again, that's again, that's the 90s. That's my childhood. I was like 11 when they... What year did that come out? 96, 94? 90, no, uh, 91. 91 shit okay so i was five so i probably didn't see it when it first came out but um that would that still is to me one of the coolest movies of all time it's special effects on uh, a high they still hold up, up. they still they hold, hold up, up the story well. is good the story is really good also the idea it's one of the first um sequels where you take a villain and change him into a hero um and he's a great hero he's a great hero he's like the the, the whole john connor Terminator surrogate father storyline is one of the best storylines going um, right up to the thumb in the, in the lava Terminator two is one of those, is one of those sequels where you look at it and you go, how can I, and, and then you look at the list, right? The list we're doing right now, 12, 13 votes for, or 12 votes for aliens, 16 votes for Terminator two, both directed by the same guy. And he's now stuck doing avatar sequels which I'm not thrilled with because I loved him doing Aliens and I loved him doing Terminator movies. He's got I a lot of go bad movies too. He has <laughs> he has some of the best, but he's got some not so great movies. Well, he has, but the thing is, like, it's it's a really weird place. He's so good and he's so like, you know, for every every abyss he makes, he makes Titanic, which is spectacular, but also kind of like just cliche and just crazy yeah. and long and. The Abyss, which is uh, one of his underrated movies, will never get a sequel because it, it's never going to have a sequel. But it's just one of those Avatar movies are completely dominating the end of his career. And I just, I wish I didn't he was like doing Avatar One. I just, I'm trying to. I think at I, the I time, at the time when Avatar came out, it was 3D and immersive, and everybody was like jazzed about it. And now, now everything's like, 3D and immersive, and no one gives. Yeah, a that, shit. that's we don't know. But at the time, Terminator 2 is still one of his best movies. The effects, like you said, still hold up. So and there's that, so I many pop culture references. Like not every movie has permanent pop culture references, but, but Terminator the, 2 is like one of Terminator them. 2 has just the imagery of him freezing and breaking and hitting the ground. The uh, liquid nitrogen truck, the you know, even just well, the he lines. says I'll be back in the Oscar, but like Oscar, the line. Hostel of Vista Baby is like 
Tell me it's you don't forever. think when somebody when somebody says Oscar Vista baby, tell me you don't think about Arnold Schwarzenegger holding a holding a gun and shooting a liquid metal man into just, into oblivion. Yeah, uh, an amazing uh, and, movie. And, uh, just incredible. And you know, Eddie Furlong was great as John Connor and also the beginnings of the um you know with with Linda Hamilton playing Sarah Connor. She is one of the along with Ellen Ripley, one of the greatest screen heroines ever put yeah. on film. Yeah, the, for sure. By which we sure. judge almost any female action character. Y'all, everybody goes, and no matter what you're thinking in your mental Rolodex, you go back to Sarah Connor, you go back well, to Ellen Ripley. Ripley and Sarah Connor are the prime examples for me of, so like I, I, have, two, I have two small daughters and you, you like to, you don't really notice how there's just like no female, like cool lead character. Right, and then, and, but then the problem is, they'll they'll be like these these just shitheads making movies and they they make it'll be like a shoehorned female lead into something and it's a bad movie altogether and they'll be like but look it's a female lead and it'll be like i'm trying to think of a good example of it but the movie alien and aliens and terminator and terminator 2 was before twitter it was before woke bullshit and those were the coolest most badass female leads that ever existed so, but also, it's so also possible time, to do it at a different time. You know, one of the things about Ripley and one of the things about Sarah Connor is the key—the key to the characters are their mother instincts, their maternal instincts to protect children right. that are in their midst, no matter what the concept is. And when you look at like your mom, like the mother of your kids, or the mo- like my wife with our nephews, or you, the maternal instincts that are strong in those, like you would hope can generate out to other to girls everywhere and it's just it's not necessarily yeah. something we get in a lot of a lot of action movies or a lot no, of movies it's not today. A, it'll be like captain marvel and you're like this is just written by committee like it's like <laughs> you know like you don't need to have them like look at the screen and be like now that's girl power you're like well, all, right, all right all right just ha- just make a good movie and have a female instead of a male be the lead and then you're you're in good shape you know um but anyway we're, we're i'm I'm uh, no, tangenting that, off of this thing. That's that's okay. Tan- we, it's just we, frustrating we, to me as having little girls of like, I oh, I, can, I, I, can I want them to be like, you're a badass on your own merit, not you're a badass because <laughs> the executive team down at Paramount decided to sh- put fucking somebody they, in the they have, because they're they have supposed an outfit to. for you to get for Halloween, right? And they have an outfit that you can buy for Halloween, so your your kid feels like they're special. I right. understand. I got you. Yeah. Um, so number three is where we, we, we begin, and I'm sure John's going to make some comments, and I want to make sure we encourage John. John, actually, so you know, Tim, has yes. been on an, is a figure and has been on an episode of Star Trek. So I, oh, shit. I, I, I respect his opinion. He won a contest where he designed an alien race and got to be on Star Trek. What do you mean he's design? This, like, 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 like he, drew it? He did, yeah, he's, uh, he's an artist. So um, oh, I gotta see that. Yeah, John, yeah, you should yeah. put your put your Twitter, your uh, Instagram handle in the comments if you if you can. <laughs> he will, de- yeah, we'll definitely uh, celebrate him. But I disagree with him wholeheartedly about this. Let's um, hear it. So num- number three is Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Oh, um, are you? So you're saying it's not a sequel? No, it is a sequel. He's saying it's not a sequel. I see. And that's what okay. started. That's what started the debate in the in the chat for the group for the for the. The, the poll this week. Okay. Okay. Um, so John brings up a valid point. Uh, it is 
not necessarily a direct sequel to Star Trek The Motion Picture. It does come out after Star Trek The Motion Picture. The events of Star Trek The Motion Picture have occurred in Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. It was designed, it was designed and set up to be a sequel. Now, it is not a direct sequel in the sense that they have the same uniforms, everything's the same. It definitely changes, the tone changes. And it is a it is more of a direct sequel to an episode of Star Trek called Space Seed, where the Khan character first appeared. He, uh, you know, Ricardo Montalban played a character, uh, played Khan on Space Seed, an episode of Star Trek from the 60s. So okay. I understand what John's saying, that it's not a direct sequel to Star Trek The Motion Picture. But it is, because it's the same characters, and now they're in movie form and whatever. It is. It, it can be both, is also what I want to say. I think it it's fair a, to say both, for sure. It can be a sequel to the movie, Star Trek The Motion Picture. It can also, and, and to John's, and, and John's defense, it could also be viewed the way it was made and how they made it, and they kind of like... They stripped away the big budget stuff and they kind of made it into an action, action E kind of Star Trek movie, right? Mm -hmm. I can understand where he's coming from that it was like a reboot. Like they didn't do great with the first Star Trek movie. The second one knocks it out of the park. Well, the first one was tough to get through, man. The first Star Trek The Motion Picture, I I, I finished it, but. (laughs) But I I agree. But Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, is widely regarded as one of the greatest sequels ever made. Oh, yeah. We've got Mercado with his chest out the whole time. Just yes, being a badass. It, yeah. Yes, yes. It is amazing. Uh, also, and so I want what I want to say is, though, this is one of those things where it is a nuanced argument, but it can be both. It can be both a sequel to the movie and a sequel to the episode. And one of the reasons it, it's such a well-regarded sequel is because they went back and they found a character from the 60s show that people from the 60s latched onto, and they were like, I love that character. Oh, my God, I can't wait to see him. He's old now. Oh, my God, it's incredible. Right. Also, it's still a sequel to Star Trek The Motion Picture because it comes after. And it's, and it's got the same characters. characters. Yeah. And it's the same characters. And the events of Star Trek The Motion Picture have occurred. So while it seems like it can be construed a reboot because they change tone, they change style, they change costume designers, they change all these different things, it doesn't mean it's not a sequel to the movie. Right, and it's a sequel to the episode, so I understand where he's coming from, and I understand that he viewed it as a reboot. And it's kind of one of the rumors that they were like, "We didn't like how the first one went. We want to change, completely change direction, tone wise, and that's fine. They do it, but it is still a sequel to both the movie and the show." Is is Vrathika? Because I there's so many Star Trek movies, <laughs> um, and a lot of them are not good. But um, only the odd ones, Tim. Only Sulu, the odd Star Trek movies are bad. Is is yeah, I've heard someone say that actually. Is uh, um, Star Trek movies bad? Is is Rathacon the one where Sulu gets his own ship? That's no, that's six. That's the okay. undiscovered country. That's actually there's one of the so good many ones. fucking. That's, okay, so the one where they go one, back to Earth and there's whales is so Star, bad. No, no, no. Star Trek Four is really good. Um, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home is really good, actually. It um, was the whales. So, it, it was the whales. Um. <laughs> So one is one is the motion picture of V'ger, two is Wrath of Khan, three is um, Search for Spock. So basically, Spock dies at the end of two. Spoiler alert! I'm sorry if you, it's 39 years. Get over yeah, it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're fine. Um, three is Search for Spock, and that's uh, Kirk versus a Klingon uh, bird of prey. Four is the voyage home because they steal that bird of prey and slingshot around the sun to go back in time to find whales to save Earth. 
Five is uh, The Final Frontier, which is the one about God, which is directed by William Shatner. Yeah. It is bad. That one Star doesn't Trek make a damn six. bit of sense. Uh, that one's terrible. Why does God need a starship, though? Great line. Six is The Undiscovered Country, which is fantastic. It's really good. It's Kirk and Spock uh, uh, going, uh, putting, being put on trial for trying to mm. murder an ambassador. And it's like it's got the Klingon Empire. Christopher Plummer plays a nasty Klingon in it. Uh, that's really great. Uh, seven is Generations, which is Kirk and Spock. Uh, Kirk turning over the reins to uh, the Next Generation crew. Uh, and then uh, they find they finally got their really big movie with First Contact, which is the other super great um, Star Trek movie. The two best Star Trek sequels are First Contact and Wrath of Khan, in my opinion. And the re the reboots are pretty good too, like the J.J. Abrams stuff. But again, they're reboots, so they don't count unless you want to say you like some of those. But anyway, right. um, what's Khan's Joker card? Okay. Okay, so so first off, we need to preface this. John wrote in the comments, I'll accept the Joker card as a dangling plot thread. And then he wrote, what's Khan's Joker card? Khan's Joker card is Khan. Uh, he, he, from the episode, he, he's that's the Joker card. But also, the Joker card is that uh, in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, they do discuss the other adventure of the, like the first adventure, like the new Enterprise, Right. They discussed that the, the Enterprise has been retrofitted. Spock is now a captain, and it all stemmed from the V'ger occurrence. So that's right. that's the most I can give you, John. I, I, I don't know enough. I've seen them all, I, but I, I can't make it. But here's the thing. But anything. here's the thing, though. One of the things that came up was that people felt they didn't know enough, and it's okay to not know enough. It's okay to not live your life with toys behind you, you know, sitting behind you, and. <laughs> And not know the minutia of every Star Trek, um, Star Trek episode, right? Or Star Trek, whatever. That's my job, and 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 all this is is a fun game we play in our group to make to get everybody involved and yeah. get everybody talking and have something to talk on the show that we can really sink our teeth into, which is what we do every week, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, Wrath of Khan definitely a sequel. Wrath of Khan, one of the best sequels. Number two, number two is a great sequel that I didn't think was going to get this many votes, but it did. Number two is The Godfather Part Two, which, yes. Yeah, that's a good movie. The, the answer is yes. Can't say it, you um, can't deny. I, I never think of it as, if you say a sequel, I, it just no, doesn't occur to me as the answer, no, but it's undeniably good. But, uh, it, like, the funny thing about Godfather Part Two, and I think John brought it up again in the comments of this thing, Godfather Part Two is a sequel and it's a prequel at the same time because mm -hmm. it does Don Corleone's uh, rise to power played by De Niro, right? Has Brando, uh, not not really in it, but it has Don Corleone in, and then it has Michael's rise to power, right? So it's it's telling two different stories. It is genius level filmmaking. It has it has good stuff going on all over the place. Uh, Pacino is tremendous. De Niro is tremendous. And if you and if you you know read up on stuff. De Niro and Brando are the one of the only actors to win for the same Academy Award for the same character. That shit oh, doesn't right. happen. Yeah, yeah. That shit doesn't happen. So right. um it is it is uh prime. It is one of the best sequels. I didn't think we have a very um we have a more sci-fi action right kind of base. I didn't think Godfather Part 2 was going to get this many sequel uh, points. Yeah. 
But it, it uh, Wrath of Khan at 18 votes, Godfather Part 2 at 22 votes, which is great and about right. Okay. Um, and Godfather Part 2, again, uh, uh, here's the thing. Godfather Part 2 is great. Godfather Part 3, kind of trashy. Although they recently did, Tim, if you're a Godfather fan, they did do uh, they did something called The Godfather uh, Dakota. Like it, They just released it to theaters uh, in the fall, and it's now uh, available on home for home viewing. Okay, uh, basically, where they, they re-edited uh, Godfather Part Three and moved some pieces around to make okay. it more. Uh, to make it, it's actually better. It's. Uh, I, I don't the, remember the, Godfather Three to be honest with you. I don't even remember what the fuck it's about. Yeah, the only thing the only thing people remember is uh, every time I'm out, they pull me back in. Right. That's right. That's the but line. Remember, right? Yeah. Anything else? About, I don't remember. It's Michael versus the Vatican, and it's basically you know trying to. He's trying to clean himself out of the the gangster biz, but he can't he can't escape it. But okay. it but but it's it's actually better. They re-edited it. They tighten some scenes up. They move some things around, so it's a little bit better narratively. Uh huh. So if if you're thinking about watching it, I would recommend it. Um, but Godfather Part Two is I actually think, and this might be sacrilege to say on a movie podcast, I actually enjoy the Godfather Part Two better than I enjoy Godfather One, only because, <laughs> only because. I like old timey gangster stuff. So like De Niro going around little Sicily with a napkin wrapped around a gun for a silencer is more my, my cup of tea than, uh, than, you know, Sonny, Sonny getting shot or any, like anything, you know, anything that happens in the, the original Godfather, but I just like it a little bit yeah. better. Yeah. It's, they, we're there, talking about some, James Conn talking is about Sonny that. though. So good. Oh, he is such a that entire cast. That that entire cast is ph phenomenal, and like even Michael Michael's arc from the first movie to the second movie, you know, he goes from kill you know killing the guys, you know, to the gun under the toilet to you know, uh, you know, leave, uh, take the cannolis, leave, uh, take the gun, leave the cannolis. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just good stuff. Um, but Godfather Two is a great sequel, and it deserves to be on the list. I'm glad Rick Gutierrez, friend of the show, put it on there. Uh, number one, number one on this list. Very easy, very easy, Tim Fry. The number one rated sequel is Star Wars: The Empire, The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, it's probably the the universally yeah, I, I, fan I, favorite. Yeah, it is. It is one. It is. Uh, it's it's watchable. It is relatable. Especially, yep. I don't know how you feel, but as you go through life, you're watching Empire Strikes Back, and you're like, some days the Falcon just doesn't work. <laughs> like that's real life. Like that's that you're going through life, bumping through. Sometimes your friends don't come up. Sometimes people betray you. Something's bad things happen. Sometimes you find out that the uh, most evil man in the universe is your dad. Yeah. God, you know, that's is. a terrible day. But yeah. but it's even if you don't Empire, like Star Wars, that's a likable movie too, which is important too. Because not everybody likes Star Wars, but that's a good movie. No, no but it's what. but it's like everything about it, like even the packaging, like Tauntauns, you know, amazing. Like it never, and that movie never stops. Like that movie, it it starts. It has the Hoth stuff, you know, with Luke getting on Hoth. Yep. Just kind of rolls. It's what and you it, think and, of when you think of Star Wars. It's like it's literally what yes. you imagine. What you just yeah, assume asteroid, all, all Star Wars is that is going to be that good. Yes. Um. You know the asteroid field, the the Bespin betrayal, the be and actually this is an interesting side note about Empire Strikes Back. I would argue that it is the best lightsaber fight in any Star Wars movie because it's like a boxing match. Three rounds, right? 
you got you got two you got two people fighting in Bespin. Luke and you know Luke is like the challenger for the title, right? He comes in, he's scrappy, he's getting his ass handed to him early. Great. Next round is you know Vader and Luke kind of going at it. Uh, Vader starts to cheat, you know, he, he thumbs him in the eye a little bit with the you know the boxing gloves, mm-hmm. and then the last round is just Luke getting knocked the fuck out, just hand on yep. your daddy, boom, you know, just it it's got it 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 works so well. And I remember seeing it in 80 when it came out. And I remember uh, just the terror when Luke is walking in Bestman and he just like, like he's walking in that one little area and he's like, it's a small hallway and he goes, why he's, you know, he's got his lightsaber in one hand. He's walking, it's not on. And Vader just comes out of nowhere and just, you know, just like, and it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but empire empire deserves to be number one on any sequel list. I do want to go through some of the other ones um, that made the list. Uh, some interesting, you know, uh, things that I, I try to go through the ones. So Scream 2 uh, got some votes. Star Wars, the Phantom Menace, Star Wars The Phantom Menace got a vote. Mm. House mm. 2 The Second Story got a vote. Nah, nah. Meatballs 3 got a, got a vote. What the Captain, fuck? Ca- yeah, what is going on, Jerry Kimura? Captain America The Winter Soldier got a vote. I would argue it's Captain America bad. is one. That's a, one of the better sequels. Yeah, uh, he, you know, he's one of the characters that gets a sequel. Ace Ventura when nature calls jaws two, which essentially is just teens on a, on a boat fighting jaws. Um, mm. Harry Potter. I don't know which one Missy was picking, but <laughs> if you said to me, Harry Potter and the prisoner of Azkaban or Some Harry Potter okay. and, yeah. and, and, and the, and the deathly hallows, Harry Potter is one of those to... things. And everybody hates people who say this and I get it, but Harry Potter is one of those things where the book is substantially better than the movies. Like, yeah, they, no, that's they, true. It's like impossible to fit it all into the movies, but they leave out really important shit in those movies. That, well, that and, like, and, you know, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, Ocean's 13 got a vote, eh. missing in action to the beginning. I, 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 I would that argue is. that's an, that's an underrated Chuck Norris sequel, missing in action movies, okay. where Chuck Norris's answer to Rambo in the 80s. Adam's gotcha. Family Values, that's a good choice. Um, the Adam's Family Values, the one where, uh, Wednesday goes to the summer camp. So yeah, uh, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. That's a great vote because um, Evil Dead 2 is essentially the same movie as Evil Dead 1. But yeah, it is. Uh, it is it's essentially the same movie. Uh, but Evil Dead 2 is a lot funnier and just Bruce Campbell's a little bit better in it. Uh, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Back to the Future Part 2. Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors got some votes. Arguably the best Nightmare on Elm Street movie, uh, except for the original. Uh, Glass, uh, which was the no, Night Shyamalan Glass movie, was so bad. Who <laughs> who who put that? I know we Glass? said I know we said that we we're not going to shame people, but <laughs> let me tell you something about Glass, John. The first movie, <laughs> The Unbreakable, was really clever and great, and the plot twist was so good. Eight. Everything a hidden, was a hidden, good. A hidden comic book movie. Unbreakable is a hidden yes. comic That's exactly comic book right. Movie. Part two. Part two, Split. An excellent movie. <laughs> a horror movie by all rights. Really, really good. Really good. Yeah, Last, I agree. We're all waiting for it. We're ready for it. And it is the biggest fucking letdown of it's any. A letdown. It's a little bit. I don't, they just, yeah. Everyone who just either dies, on just... <laughs> 
and then the movie ends. And they're just like, oh, well, you know, he fell in the water, so he's out. Uh, yeah, and, are bad. Um, yeah, his bones are fucked up, so he's out. And this guy, they, I just, I couldn't believe how there was, there was no twist at all, number one. No, but the, yeah, just, glass, glass is not, I wouldn't, I was I really put, bummed out. I had such high there hopes. Are some, the there, are some worse so movies, there are some worse movies that our, that our fans have put up. Toy Story 3 got some votes. Toy Story 3, arguably one of the better toy, the, probably the best Toy Story movie. Uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation. I would put Christmas Vacation over European Vacation. Mm -hmm. uh, Gremlins 2 is a great choice. Gremlins 2 is underrated. I, I was uh, Gremlins 2 is fantastically underrated and ahead of its time because it actually stars a person that's like Donald Trump. So kind of funny. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, Rocky 2 Major List. There's the votes. Friday the 13th, Part 4. Jerry Kimura is our horror guy. He's one of our horror, uh, horror fans. Friday the 13th, Part 4, the final chapter. If you know Friday the 13th movies, Jerry Kimura is right about this. Yeah, I don't this know is a great choice. Well, 4 is the one with Corey Feldman. He plays a young kid who basically is into masks and makeup. And that's how he gets Jason at the end. It's, it's easily one of the better Friday the 13th movies <laughs> by a lot. Uh, Bad Boys 2 got a vote. Lethal Weapon 2. I put Lethal Weapon 2 on, on the list because I think Lethal Weapon 2 is one of the greatest sequels ever made because it, yeah, it is good. Upon, it's really good. Yeah. Um, also, fun fact, Lethal Weapon 2 is in 1989. Uh, it was the summer of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Batman 89, and Lethal Weapon 2, one of the greatest summers ever. X, X2, X-Men United got a couple votes. Ghostbusters 2 got some votes. Not for me, baby. <laughs> not for you. Spider-Man 2 with uh, Tobey Maguire. That's, that's not bad. Not a, that's a good no. choice. because The third one Doc, was bad. Doc, third one's not great. Doc Ock, though, solid villain. Yeah. Uh, Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Okay. I, I, Batman Returns. And Batman Returns. Batman yeah, Returns, actually. Batman Returns. The more I watch Batman Returns, the more I love Batman Returns. Like, and it doesn't make you, any sense, but it's no, good. It's great. It's just good. Uh, they, like, the, that, the, the feeling. You ever get that? That's a good example of a movie from when you're younger that it's just a whole, as the young people would say, it's a whole vibe. Like, it's that feel. That movie has that certain look and that certain feeling yes. to it that that I, I don't know why i associate it with like like with things that are like black shiny metal like well, scary you're thinking of her outfit you're thinking of like oh shit yeah her, i mean her and, outfit was insane dan devito her, was like this crazy people yeah, didn't like what they did I'm, because it didn't make any sense but it didn't and it didn't make any sense but it's still you still remember it all these years later as like he was a literal penguin creature for some reason. <laughs> Instead of just a guy a, with a monocle. Speaking of that, uh, you know, Batman, we're talking about Batman Returns quickly. It's one of the stories we didn't talk about. Did you see that, by the way, this week? Did you, if you what? look on our, if you look in the Facebook group, I did put up one of the things that they're making a Flashpoint movie. Um, Andy Machete, who is a, a, a director who's directing that, he put up Michael Keaton's Bat symbol this week. Uh, with blood on it, because Michael Keaton's coming back to be to be Batman. So that is Good. a great place to end the sequel talk. Because I don't know how that's going to fit in, John. I don't know what the the Joker card's going to be for that. But um, so best sequel, Empire Strikes Back, Godfather Two, a a distant second, solid. 
Good job this week, guys. Next week, top five. Give us your – we've done the best. Give us your terrible sequels. Top five worst sequels. Movies you just went, ugh, what happened? Tim's lot. already given a great one. Blues Brothers 2000. Yeah, there are a lot of bad sequels. So this should be a this should be a very prime competition. Summering, uh, you know, summer movie sequels that were terrible. Um, so that's next week's big thing. Uh, also, I do. I'd be remiss to not mention that Paul is now way ahead in our badass tournament. If I said to you, Tim, Han Solo was fighting the Terminator. What would you? Who would you say wins, Tim? See, I know you're. I know you're a Star Wars guy, but I have to. Terminator would have to win. Yes. Well, Terminator was mine, Tim. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Han, Han, Han Solo was Han Solo was Paul's. How? Yeah. And in the vote, we're we're doing a badass tournament right now. In the vote uh, this week, Han Solo prevails. It's nonsense. It's crazy. Was he just going to shoot him? Like, I don't know he what he's going to do. I actually, somebody had a really good theory about it. Like, I, apparently, he's just going to run away. Like, he's just going to avoid the Terminator, which I guess is okay. Um, but I don't know that. It, like, I, I don't know that that's the point. We're doing a badass tournament, and the idea that Han Solo has made it this far frightens and also terrifies me. But we have very huge Harrison Ford fans in this group, and he's All right. Harrison Han Solo. Wait, here's the thing. For the people that are big Harrison Ford fans, now you've done it because now it's going to be Han Solo versus Indiana Jones in one of the later rounds. And you, so what are you going to? Who are you going to pick? How's that going to work? How's that going to work, Tim? I ask you. You've made you made this mockery by letting think, Han Solo think, beat the Terminator. I think Indiana Jones. If you had to have those two, I think I think I think Indiana would Jones win. Too, but I, I think he has to. But here's the, what I'm scared about: is that Paul is now wildly and wildly in control of this. Second round, like first round of the tournament, I clearly dominated, but mm. the second round of this tournament is going Paul's way. Um, and next week's, well, we kind of get some of the minds next week. Next week, the big battle, Tim, is Jessica Jones of the MCU from right. uh, the Netflix show, yeah, versus Hermione Granger. That's a good fight, it's a good fight. I'm yeah. gonna tell you. Hermione's been a yeah. Hermione has been a gem for me, but these are both my guys. So I have Jessica Jones going up against Hermione. Han Solo wins this week. Congratulations, Paul! I tip my hat to you. Uh, I don't yeah, know how no. you're doing it, with, but again, it's all about Harry, having Harrison Ford. Um, but so next week we got Jessica Jones versus Hermione. I don't know what's going to happen. That poll will be up on Friday. That should be an interesting. Actually, it'll be up on Thursday. I lied. It'll be up Thursday. Tomorrow's poll will be the top five worst sequels in in the history of film. Yes. Um, and we are, you know, I, I want first I do want to thank Tim for coming and putting up with my nonsense for, yeah, for an thanks hour for calling, man. Yeah, of course. I, Glad to be and, on. And, and, you know, and I, I I just want to, you know, I respect you greatly. I missed the show, man. I miss. I know. You. I missed the show too. I miss I you. The show too. This clicking and screaming show was amazing, and I I miss seeing you. Um, you were doing it every night. You were doing it every night. I was sitting in my house every night in hey, Florida. If we can get these are, fools back, yeah, I I, I I wish you, I at some point you would. You guys were also very supportive of us when you know my my family had COVID. The show was very kind, and I just 
I, I thank you for coming on tonight. I thank you for being Anytime. you. Thank you. I love and, talking yeah, about movies, man. Yeah, so. we we had a good time tonight. Um, next week, top five worst sequels. Tim's already given you a good one. Blues Brothers 2000 should definitely be on that list. I've given you a good one. Beverly Hills Cop 3 should definitely be on that list. Uh, we'll see everybody later. Hermione versus Jessica Jones. Oh, my God. What will happen? How will it go? Um, but thank you for watching Loud and Nerdy. And we have, let's see, we have banners. We've got to put up some sort of brand thing. What do we got to do? Where is it at? What, what, uh, what would you like? At the, end? the Loud and Nerdy subscribe. The like and subscribe. This. There. Oh, there he ah, is. Right. Every Tuesday, live live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, share your share the link. Also, join the group. The group is an amazing thing where we, we actually, um, a lot of people doing a lot of cool things every day. Somebody put up one of the scariest things they put up last week was they found a frozen protozoa, Tim, in Siberia. And it's like, right. don't, thaw it out. don't thaw that out. What are you doing? No, um, that's the worst possible thing you could do. That's a bad idea. But thank you, Tim Fry, for joining us, Professor Fry. Where can they find you? Can people find you doing stuff? What are you doing? I know you, you're also yeah, give a me master on, um, chef. Yeah, master on chef. Uh, Facebook and, and Instagram, just do at Professor Fry. So on, on Facebook, that's my username is at Professor Fry. It'll come up with Daddy Hog, which is a, just another name I have for myself. Yes. It's mostly cooking. Cook it, Everything I do is cooking content, so it's one or the other. But Oh, um, no, no. That, and like I said, that's – Yeah, no, no. I, I give, give Tim a follow – uh, his cooking stuff, he's he's more knowledgeable about cooking than he is about movies. That's not saying anything. It's just it's a true statement. <laughs> no, you're true. He's yeah. really like I, I, I watched him. Uh, he you know, he does a lot of recipes and cool things you can do like to grill and cool things you can do at home. So uh, thank you for joining us, Tim. Thank, thank you, everybody, John. for tuning in on Loud Nerdy. Uh, see you next week, Tuesday. Hopefully, uh, Paul, get better. And, uh, you know, feel bad. It's a rough thing when, you, when you're when you sick and you are a master comedian that's out trying to ply your trade. We miss you, Paul. Get better. Get some antibiotics. We'll see you. Have a great night. Thank you for watching Loud and Nerdy and participating. Have a great night. Bye. Bye, Tim. Good night. Oh, the bell. There we go. Boom.